guys can take a seat. Good morning, Parkview. Blessings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to be opening God's Word together to Matthew 13, and it's a joy to be God's people, opening God's Word to learn together all about God's Son, Jesus. That's what we're doing every time we open up God's Word, and it's important to have a copy of God's Word in front of you this morning, or to be looking on the screen so that you know that the words I am saying are from God's Word and not my own invention. And uh, here's the blazing center of what the Lord Jesus wants to press into every single one of us this morning, that we're going to learn from Matthew 13, the parable of the treasure and the parable of the pearl. And it is this, it is that the supremacy of Christ compels us in joy to sacrifice for Christ. Knowing the supremacy of Christ, that Jesus is the most infinitely valuable treasure in the universe, knowing that about Christ compels you in joy to sacrifice anything for Christ. Knowing the supremacy of Christ compels us in joy to sacrifice for Christ. That's what this, these two parables, very short, three verses total, like an atom bomb of explosion of awesomeness in Jesus. That's what we're seeing this morning. And if we would just open our hearts, Parkview, to the Lord, He wants to walk you into green pastures and still waters of joy. I wonder how your joy in the Lord is doing right now. And the gift of Jesus to you is that this morning he has put Matthew 13 in his Bible so that you don't have to just struggle through the Christian life as drudgery after drudgery, but that you can actually, by the Spirit's power, rejoice your way through your Christian life because of who Jesus is and what he's done for you. You can actually live a life of joy in Jesus. That's what he wants to offer you this morning from his word. So let's listen carefully to what he's speaking to us this morning, starting in verse 44 of Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found, and he covered it up. Then in his joy... He goes and he sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he has and bought it. This is God's word. It is true and given to us in love. Let's pray that he would give us hearts to understand it. And during this prayer, I'm going to thank the Lord for the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade. A time of giving thanks to the Lord, but also seeking his mercy and strength as we move forward as a church in this time. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for being the Lord of life and wonderful creator of all things. You've set your image on each and every person. And therefore, all of life is valuable and clothed with dignity and honor. Today, we especially give you praise for the value and dignity of the unborn. We praise and thank you for overturning Roe v. Wade. We now ask 
for your glory to shine forth through your church as we witness to Christ and his life-giving gospel message in these days. Please rescue and protect any children in danger right now in the womb or out of the womb. Help us remain faithful to you as the Lord of life and celebrate and affirm the value and dignity of each child, woman, and man. And please also help us to keep preaching the gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ, crucified and raised to justify the ungodly. The radical mercy of Jesus for all people, even for those who have perpetrated evil or for those who are ashamed of their sin. Help us bring the compassion of Christ to our neighbors who are suffering. Help us declare the truth of Christ to our neighbors who are confused. Lord, grant us mercy to be the church you want us to be in the coming months and years ahead for your glory and for the good of all people. And now, Father, we turn to your word. And we pray for ears to hear and for hearts to understand your word. We want to see Jesus again, Father. As our supreme treasure, who's worth any and every sacrifice. So here's what we desperately need. We need your Holy Spirit's power to help us see Jesus afresh, to fall in love with Jesus all over again, right now through your word. Please take us there for the sake of your son, Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters of Parkview Church, how much is Jesus worth to you? How valuable is the Lord Jesus Christ? As Christians, I think there's two ways to live your life in response to the supreme value of Jesus. Both involve sacrifice. Both involve living faithfully for the Lord. Both involve doing what we should do, the right thing for the Lord Jesus. But the first way that we can respond to the supreme value of Jesus is what I would call bitter, non-joyful sacrifice for the Lord. We're like a kid told by his parents to do his chores while he's playing video games. There he is playing video games, little Jimmy playing video games, and his parents say, please do the chores, and he obeys. He does the right thing. But as he's obeying, he complains the entire time. In this scenario, Jesus matters much to us. We want to do the right thing, but we've forgotten how truly precious the Lord Jesus really is, and so we will sacrifice for sure, but our sacrifice will be a drudgery instead of a delight. Because when our mind is fixed on the difficulty of what's going on, the difficulty of making it through for Jesus, the difficulty of following Him, of obeying His commands, of picking up our cross, when our eyes are fixed on the difficulty, it's very difficult and challenging to see the delight that we are given in knowing our Savior. And so what happens as you notice the pattern of your heart, especially what comes out of your lips on a regular basis, is that you begin complaining about the areas in your life where it's a sacrifice to follow Jesus. And bitterness festers, and then joy is sabotaged. 
joyful non or non-joyful sacrifice for the Lord. The second way of sacrificing for the Lord is joyful sacrifice. You're the kid playing a video game and told by his parents to do his chores, and out of love for his mom and dad, he goes and does them with a good attitude, a positive attitude of delight. This attitude to the Lord is summarized well by Charles Spurgeon, the great 19th century preacher in London, a man who faced terrible physical and horrendous emotional pain, suffered depression for many decades. For most of his life, he suffered with debilitating depression. And these are his last words in public ministry spoken to his people near his death. He said this, it is heaven to serve Jesus. There's no one like him. If there's anything that's gracious or generous, kind and tender, yes, lavish and super abundant in love, you always find it in Jesus Christ. These 40 years and more I have served Jesus, blessed be his name, I've had nothing but love from him. I would be glad to continue yet another 40 years in the same dear service here below if it pleased him. His service, sacrificing for Jesus, is life, peace, and joy. You see, Jesus' desire for us, why Matthew 13 is in the Bible, is so that we would become the kind of Christians that would see the sacrifices in our lives and that we'd move through the sacrifices that all of us inevitably face as Christians, that we'd move through them with joy because we found a treasure. Brothers and sisters, what sustains real joy in the sacrifice of personal holiness for you to keep consistently saying no to sin when saying yes to sin feels like an escape from the pain that you so often feel in life? What motivates you for joyful sacrifice in that area? What compels you for joyful sacrificial love in an area of unrelenting suffering or in a very difficult relationship that you are faced with on a regular basis, a part of your life that you wish was not there, but there it is. In the sovereign, mysterious work of God, there's a challenge in your life that's always confronting you in some form or fashion. How do you engage that challenge in your life with continued joy? To honor Christ, to, yes, lament the pain, but also to rejoice in Him and to remain steadfast and faithful. How can you joyfully sacrifice day in, day out in a ministry area or in a job that is not seeing the fruit or the results that you thought it would at this point? And you're sacrificing hour after hour for something feels like nothing is happening. And it's easy to resort to bitter complaining about how things are simply just not working. Parkview, how can you be compelled in joy in those type of situations? Because we right now are all facing some sort of situation like that. How do you find joy in Jesus? Matthew 13 tells us, Jesus himself tells us, brothers and sisters, and it's this. You need to find the treasure. You need to find a treasure that's so infinitely precious that you joyfully give any and every sacrifice to possess that treasure. And so we're going to see that two ways in our passage this morning. First is the point of the parable, and second is the person of the parable. First, the point of the parable. This is one of those parables that's pretty simple to understand. 
If you just follow with me, notice the main verbs in the passages that is repeated in both parables, okay? The main verbs. The kingdom of heaven, verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covering up, then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Finding, selling, buying. Next parable, parable number two, starting in verse 45. Again, Jesus indicating he's repeating the same point. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who, listen carefully, finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So do you see the repeated verbs in both parables? Finding, selling, buying. And Jesus is saying this is what his kingdom is like. This is what life is like under his heavenly rule of love and grace and justice. If you are part of the kingdom of Jesus, this is what ought to operate and characterize your life. You find the treasure, the supreme treasure, better than all others, and enjoy, you sell and sacrifice everything to possess that treasure. This is why Paul is able to say in Philippians 3, I count everything as loss, sacrifice, because of, in comparison to, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Paul saw something supremely valuable in Jesus. He understood the kingdom of Jesus, that he was able to enter difficulty, suffering, and sacrifice because he found a treasure. So here's the point. Again, knowing the supremacy of Christ compels us in joy to sacrifice for Christ. That's what God's word is pressing into us this morning. It's the point of the parable. But here's the question. I'm assuming if you are here and you are a Christian and you claim the name of Jesus and you want to follow him, you agree. You check that box. Yes, Wade. Jesus should be my treasure and I should be sacrificing for him because of the joy of knowing him as my treasure. Yes. But in honesty, how often are we living in that way? We so often are like the kid who's playing the video game and either in just kind of total refusal of listening to his parents just keep indulging in his own use of self-centered time, doing whatever he wants in his little pathetic kingdom, or we're like the kid of non-joyful sacrifice. We do our duty, but we do so in drudgery instead of delight, doing the right thing with the wrong attitude of heart. But we want to be like the kid number three, right, who obeys the parents out of joy. Like Spurgeon said, it is heaven to serve Jesus. To sacrifice for Jesus is joy. So then how do we get there? How do we get the joy-o-meter of our heart to go from maybe like negative three this morning, maybe it's like a positive two out of ten? How do we see that move up? towards fullness of joy in Christ that the Holy Spirit wants to press into us. How does that happen? Well, just take a moment and answer this question. 
Who's the person in your life that you value most? Who's the person that you most supremely admire and respect? Who's that person in your everyday life? Let me tell you what just happened in your imagination right now as I ask that question. The one person, think of that person in your mind that you value most. If you're a healthy, functioning human being, none of you, I guarantee, none of you thought about your JV B-team basketball coach who berated you for missing layup after layup in practice. None of you thought about the person who criticized and shamed you most as a kid or who maybe is currently doing that. None of you thought of that person. None of you admire and value that person. Do you know who your heart most treasures and values? It is the person who has sacrificed most for you. You probably most likely thought of a kind-hearted mother, a humble father, a caring spouse, a patient mentor, a gentle friend. You thought of a person who has spent countless hours sacrificing their time and even their money and especially their energy, pouring themselves out in sacrifice so that you might grow and become the person you ought to become. That's who you thought about. Parkview, make no mistake, to be human is to have an inbuilt homing beacon in your heart to treasure and value the person who has sacrificed the most for you. And this brings us back full circle to Matthew 13 in this parable. There's a fascinating dynamic, and this is the second point, the person of the parable that we must not miss, the person of this parable. There's a fascinating dynamic in this parable that shows us two things simultaneously as we put the parables together. And I was greatly helped to see this in our sermon prep time with our interns, Michael, Levi, Jennifer. Love those people. They helped me. My goodness. In parable one, here's what we saw together as we were studying God's word. <gasps> Do you see treasures in God's word when you, oh my goodness, check this out. In parable one, the focus is on an object. The kingdom of heaven is like the treasure hidden in the field, Right? an object that is supremely valuable that a person sacrifices all to possess it. Then in parable two, the focus is on a person. A person. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who is in a passionate search to find that treasure. And so combine both insights together. Jesus is showing us the kingdom of heaven is like a person in search of an object, a treasure so valuable that that person willingly and joyfully sacrifices everything to obtain that treasure. And dear friends, do you know who is telling this parable? Jesus Christ the king of this kingdom. In Jesus Christ, we know the king of the kingdom who puts on flesh and bone of this parable and walks around in first century Galilee. In Jesus Christ, this parable moves from fictional story to actual history, where Shakespeare, we might say, has written himself into his own story. Because what we know about Jesus from the gospel accounts is that Jesus is a man like a merchant who is full of passionate desire, searching for the treasure he desperately wants. 
and he went on a search from heaven to earth to seek and save the lost, searching to find his treasure. And you know what treasure he finds? He finds you, his treasure, while you're still sinning. You, finding you in your shame and regret, finding you in the places of your worst sin and deepest discouragement, finding you in all of your pride and selfishness and moral ugliness. Jesus searches for you. He finds you. And then in joy, he has sold everything on a cross, shedding his blood for you that he might buy you and ransom you to himself. That is the person of this parable. This parable focuses our eyes first and foremost on Jesus Christ, where Hebrews 12 says it like this, who for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross of sacrifice for us. What's the joy of Jesus that makes him endure the sacrifice of the cross? It's you, it's forgiving you, it's loving you, it's bringing you back to himself in right relationship with God. That is his joy. That is why he sold everything is because of you and wanting you back into his arms. Do you know this Jesus Parkview Church, the person who has sacrificed everything in order to possess you as his treasure all out of joy? This is the heart of the gospel, brothers and sisters. And only to the degree that you see Jesus is really like that to that degree, you will then sacrifice all for Jesus Christ. Because your heart is built to treasure and love the person who has sacrificed most for you. And who, dear brothers and sisters, has sacrificed more than Jesus Christ? And if this is who Jesus is, then don't you think when you find this treasure, you too will sell everything to have him. Our church got to witness this sort of joyful sacrifice for Jesus in our recent VBS during VBS, our children learn how precious they are to the Lord, how much he treasures and values to them to the point of giving his own son for them. We always make the gospel of Jesus Christ very clear to our kids during VBS. Rhonda does a fantastic job. This year was a wonderful success of showing the gospel to our kids. And in this context of learning about the sacrifice of Christ and how Christ treasures these children, these children were learning not just that Christ treasures them, but they can actually go and bring this treasure to the world. There was a segment of time during VBS where our global leader, Paul, would give examples and teach our kids about different ways that they could bring this treasure of Jesus to the nations, especially to a Middle Eastern context where it's not very easy to learn about the treasure that we have in Jesus. And Paul encouraged them and gave examples like you could pray for people who are bringing the treasure of Jesus to these countries, or you could send encouraging letters or emails, or you could even give money 
Little kids could give money to global workers to speak about Christ. And, and then throughout the week, these kids got to hear about Bethany and Wesley, two of our uh, future missionaries, global workers who are going to be sent out to serve Christ there in the Middle East. And towards the end of VBS, Paul overheard two sweet little girls talking about what they learned during their time with the global workers as they waited for their mother. And in a beautiful moment, Paul overheard one of the sisters sharing with their mom as her mom was coming up. She told her mom about the other sister that that sister had given 100%, around $100, that she had been saving over the past six months, ever since Christmas. This little girl gave all she had to help Bethany and Wesley go share about the treasure that they have in Jesus Christ. And the mother, in total surprise and joy, asked her daughter, listen to this, did you actually give it all? And the little girl, with a smile on her face, said, yeah. Parkview, this young girl found a treasure. She heard about the Lord Jesus Christ who loves her and who's given everything for her on the cross. And when this little girl in her sweet way, understood how much Jesus values and treasures her. Do you know what she did? She sold everything for Christ. Because that's what happens when you know the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ as Lord and all that he has done for you in his gospel, you will then sacrifice everything for him. That is what it means to be a Christian. And if you are here today and you've not yet entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, what we are not inviting you to is more rules or a religion of morality or whatever you might think it is. We are offering you the person, the living, resurrected Lord Jesus, where knowing him and treasuring him fills you with so much joy, you can look at any area of your life where you have to sacrifice, and we all do in different ways, and you will go into those sacrifices like this little girl, with a Holy Spirit-given smile on your face that Jesus is worth it all. The band's going to come up, and we are going to sing the first major chorus of the great hymn, Jesus Paid It All. And it's just a great chorus, isn't it, what we learned this morning? Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Christ in joy, gave everything for you. He has made you his treasure, and therefore, as you see Jesus as your treasure, brothers and sisters, we can sacrifice anything for him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the infinite preciousness and value of our Lord Jesus by your Holy Spirit. Help us fall in love with Jesus again all over again. We need it, Lord. All of us are facing right now challenges and sacrifices and suffering. And man, it is easy to become bitter and disconnect our hearts and to want to disengage and to move towards escaping. But we want to re-engage with the living Lord Jesus, who is our treasure. We have found him and finding him, we sell all for his sake, Lord. Take us there by your spirit, we pray. Amen.
Will you stand and